You can be a program manager without the PMP. You can be a program manager and work in tech without being technical. Well, titles don't matter as much as the experience. A program manager in a nutshell, you are the facilitator. You, you are helping teams gain clarity so that they can do the job and work gets done. If somebody were to ask me hard skills or soft skills, I would say soft skills all the way, especially as a program manager working in tech. Right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. If you're listening today and you ever aspire to be a program manager, well, this is the episode for you because our guest today not only has an amazing program to help you become a program manager and exceed in this career, but she also has a wealth of experience. So to talk about this amazing career and in industry, I want to introduce you to Jean Kong. She is a senior program manager and founder and coach of Path to PM, where they empower the next generation of program managers. Jean, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing fantastic. This is making my morning. <laughs> talking to you and being on this podcast. I am so excited. I know we've talked a lot before. We've caught up a lot and I'm super excited that we're finally recording this podcast and we're talking about program manager managers. Um, I, let's start with saying, why did you even fall into this? And did like from a little, when you were growing up, did you want to be a program manager? Yeah. So I'm happy to share a little bit, uh, a little context and story, but in short, I didn't know I wanted to be one. Um, it, and if you follow me on LinkedIn, I have a, a headline that says I'm a seven times pivoter. Um, and honestly, it's through those pivots that I realized that, okay, I think I might be good at this. So had it not been trying and tinkering in different roles, um, I would never have known that this one was for me. And I'm happy to share um, additional context too, if that's helpful. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So um, a little bit about me, I broke into tech 10 years ago, and my first job out of school was in tech sales as a sales development representative. Um, and it was that job where I realized, okay, I suck at sales and I need to find myself a new job. So it really forced me to ask myself, okay, I have this experience under my belt I know it's not for me, but what can I get? What does my next play look like? Um, and thinking through that lens helped me get clear on, okay, what is it that I hate and what is it that I could land? And I ended up finding an account management role. So that ended up being my second pivot. Account management roles, as you know, it's very similar to a sales role, but it's less transactional. And I knew that that's something that I cared about is more relationship building and less uh, kind of cutthroat. Yeah. And it was through those moments when I was in AM where I was like, okay, I like the AM role, um, but you know what? I, I want to try something else too. But what can I now experience and leverage with the sales and account management background? So that's how I ended up making each of the pivots. So from sales to account management, account management to a customer success manager, customer success manager into a program manager. Yeah. I love that because it's like the, the, every single step allows you to learn, learn more about yourself. Like you were talking about like, you know, the difference when account manager, you're more of like building the relationships. 
uh, I come from a sales background. I went, um, I actually have a major in professional sales, which is actually, it's interesting. But, um, and we talk about that and we call that farming versus hunting. So the cutthroat side is like you hunt, you eat what you kill. And the farming side is all about cultivating the relationship, right? Really growing, growing. It's still sales. And it's even funny because uh, client success, right? Or, or customer success or client success is actually still even sales. It's, it's customer service, but more preventative, right? Because it's all about keeping, um, about keeping the client. And so obviously I think those experiences are, are allowing you to be really good at program manager because you understand what's required to bring in a new client, keeping them and make sure they're happy, which is a lot easier to keep a client than it is to find one. And so companies want to continue to find ways to keep and retain uh, their clients. So, um, now that you've been doing it in a program manager, what got you so fascinated into becoming a coach and helping others join this in like this profession? Yeah. So after I realized that I had like three, almost four years of experience doing program manager, program management work, and I felt like, okay, I am good at this and I can consider myself thriving in the role. Um, it actually started with LinkedIn. I got a few in-mails towards the later of last year, just asking me, hey, Jean, um, I see that you're in sales. You're not a program manager. You got to work at some of these cool companies. Like, how did you get there? Uh, I And I had a lot of those and I responded to a few of them, but I realized that gave me a light bulb moment, which was people are coming to me because there's not a lot of content about program management. Um, we see program manager roles, but like, what is it that they do? How can I land in those roles? And for the people that have got themselves there, what was your story like? So I can educate myself and potentially pave my own path. So that light bulb moment ended up being, okay, what can I do about this? So I decided to take that opportunity and just start posting online about it. So that's that's the the aha moment was I recognize that there is a void. There is definitely the demand and I'm going to fill that demand with what I know. I'm not sharing anything new, but I get to share my story, mm. my my point of view and what program management means to me from my experience. And then from there, I was like, I can... What if I start helping people? So it wasn't, I guess in some ways it feels like it went, I went from zero to 100. Um, but it just started with me recognizing that people need guidance and people need education. Yeah. A couple of things there. Uh, I think it's really important. Like as I think about how you achieve goals, whether it is, you know, a career goal, a fitness goal, or, you know, any really goal, big goal that you set for yourself. Um, I actually didn't, I don't want to take credit for this, but I learned this from this, uh, one of these guys that I listened to a lot. His name is Pat Bed Davis. And he talked about like, if you want to reach a goal, learn from someone who's done it. And there's levels to that, right? There's the person who's actually done it. So who's been and walked in your path, right? So if you're, if, if I want to build a $10 million business, the best person to learn that from is someone who's actually founded and operated a $10 million business. Now, the second best person to learn that is somebody who was maybe that person's right-hand person who maybe wasn't there from the beginning, but saw a lot of it firsthand and lived a lot of it. Uh, and then the third, so then the third option, right, is theory, right? Like from like, uh, like, so if you read a book from someone who's done it, right, you get a lot of the big context, 
but you might not be able to get personalized advice, right? Um, and then the fourth is by somebody who read the book, who's then teaching you about the book, right? So it obviously, it's like, as it's like, you know, we've all heard the game telephone. It's like the further we get from the source, the more diluted it gets. And I think it's really awesome. And I, you know, I, we've talked about this before. Like I talk to a lot of career coaches from the podcast and just from the, the services that we provide at Opni. And I see this all the time. The best career coaches that we find is people who actually have done the job, right? Uh, um, who are like, so you're helping program managers, but you have, you are a program manager. So you've yeah. walked in, in, in the shoes. Now I want for anybody listening to this, who've never even like thought about to your point, like, what does a program manager do? Maybe can you explain, like, give us a, like a, a 30 minute, 30 second, not 30 minute, 30 second minute pitch on what is program manager and why, why should someone consider this job? Yeah. Ooh, putting it on the hot seat. So I would say a program manager in a nutshell, you are the facilitator. You are orchestrating a project end to end by working with different teams and aligning the output of that work to a larger like company goal. So it feels kind of like ambiguous, but at the end of the day, you're helping people accomplish something, right? You are helping people think through the strategy. You're helping people um, focus on what they need to do so that mm -hmm. they can do their job. Because you're not owning every yeah. single piece of the, the, the puzzle. You are helping teams gain clarity so that they can do the job and work gets done. Got it. So I have a follow-up question. So, um, and I'm going to tell follow a story then with the follow-up question. So, um, I have a friend, he has a career coaching business, really successful and it's called Evolve Your Success. And he actually, his business helps, uh, people break into medical sales. And he's been doing this for about five years and he's identified two different careers that actually make fantastic pivots to medical sales careers. One of them is nurses. And the second one is teachers. And the re so he's, he's been, he's been a, a very successful medical sales rep for over 15 years. So like he's walked the path and he's hired a bunch of people from his team and he's worked in like five different companies. And he's identified that to be a, a good uh, medical sales representative, you need two really important skills. You need to be able to know the science and you need to be able to teach people the science. It's not about sales. It's about educating your doctors on the, the science or the technology or the drug, depending if you're a medical device or pharmaceutical, and then be able to know the science and teach it. So what happens is that nurses know the science, and so you can teach them how to teach because they're caring. There's a lot of transferable skills. Teachers know how to teach, and then you can teach them the science. But it's really hard to do both. So as long as you either are a really good teacher or have, you know, were a pre-med student or which is, that was his story. He wanted to be uh, a doctor and ultimately got his, did his pre-med and then ultimately didn't do it. Um, that works really well. Now that question for you is, what do you think are those transferable skills that if you have makes it really good to pivot? And if there's any industries like teachers or nurses that would make really good uh, program managers? Yeah. Ooh, such a good question. I would say the top transferable skills that come to my mind 
um, collaboration, mm -hmm. your ability to work with different teams. Um, secondly is being customer focused or stakeholder focused because a customer could be internal teams mm -hmm. or it could be the end customer or the user. And back to what you said earlier about being in sales, you are talking to customers yeah. every day. And I think I built that muscle to think first about what does a customer want? What do they need? What are their pain points? So that helps a lot. So being customer centric collaboration. And I would say the third piece is just somebody who's so execution driven. Mm. Um, something about me and my background, I don't have the PMP. People study this, get certification um, to be a project manager or program manager. But I think it's those three skills that helped me be a very good program manager in the roles that uh, I would see make very effective program manager, honestly, sales roles. Yeah. Like come to myself, yeah. like I think you would be a phenomenal uh, program manager. Some other folks could be, um, so sales account management are great. And honestly, teachers too. Yeah. So not like to riff off yeah, of, yeah. of what you just said, but teachers also, they need to operationalize right? They need to put together a plan. They need to hold people accountable. Um, so teachers make great program managers. And honestly, anybody who has those skill sets across, across industries, across roles, because I've seen engineers be great program managers because that's, those are their skills that they really thrive in. Yeah. Cause you have to know, you have to enjoy working with people and you have to know, and thrive in ambiguity. So let, let me ask you a follow-up question on that because I think it's really interesting what you're saying. All, all those skills that you shared are actually very soft skills and not technical skills. And when I think about, like when I even look at your LinkedIn and your experience, you've worked at like, you know, LinkedIn, Meta, Pinterest, right now, Figma. Um, I see there's, is, is it a limiting belief that job seekers have that they need to have technical skills to work for a technical company? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a big myth and I want to do my part in expelling that myth, right? Like uh, you can be a program manager without the PMP. You can be a program manager and work in tech without being technical. So honestly, I, if somebody were to ask me hard skills or soft skills, I would say soft skills all the way, especially as a program manager working in tech. But uh, so I agree with you. And I actually wanted to like, I wanted to see your thoughts on that question. And, and obviously I think we agree on that, but I also, my fear is that I also don't want somebody to think I don't need any technical knowledge to then do something. So I don't want, there's this, you know, that there's this curve, right? Like you, there's not, it's not about being in the extremes. You, you can't get the job with zero, zero, zero technical knowledge, but you also don't need to be in the top 1% of technical knowledge to do it. So what are some of the skills that you think are required? Like what's the minimum requirement that you think are needed? Like, is there any certification, anything that I, you should be focused? And I also understand that it could depend on the company and the technology the team works on, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So to be a program manager, you have to, you have to know how to run a project. So have those basic project management skills. For example, how do I run a kickoff? meeting? How do I kick off a project? How do I propose a project? How do I create a project plan? How do I communicate 
project status? How do I get stakeholders to align and make decisions swiftly? Um, so those skills, granted, I learned them through my job. You can expedite those skills through things like the PMP certification, because mm -hmm. they're going to teach you what are the um, what's the frameworks that you need to be using? How should you think like a PM? Um, and there are, so PMP is a, I would say very renowned and to get it, you have to study, pay for it, have like a relevant experience, but there's also free education online as well. Like Google Coursera has one. So they teach you the things so that you know how to do the job. But I would say, so that's like the basic technical skills. How do I even run a project? Where do I even start? Um, but when it comes to making a pivot, you need to have already been doing that, yeah. right? Without the title. Titles don't matter as much as the experience. So the reason why I was able to pivot from a CSM to a program manager at um, LinkedIn as my, my very first full-time job as a PM, it's because I demonstrated that I have been doing it without the official title of the PM. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, you know, what it, if I'm listening to this, you're like, you know what, Gene, you, you sold me on it. Like, I can, I can see this. Um, what's the next step? And before that, actually, I have a question before I actually, I, I changed my mind. I want to change my question. Um, because you were mentioning like, hey, Dana, you would be a, a good PM. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, actually, I don't think she knows me well enough to because I think I will fail at it. And here's the reason. And maybe I'm wrong. So again, maybe it's a limited belief and I want to express it. I think that there's like, there's people who are very good at being a generalist and then or like visionary, but then lack attention to detail. And I'm generalizing here. Maybe you're, you're, you're a unicorn. You can do both. Or there's other people who are just more practical and very attention to detail. Right. So I think about like my business, I could not have grown or scaled my business if it wasn't for Salome. Salome is like, I, I have the crazy idea. Salome is the one that, all right, Danny, come down from the sky. Let's create a to-do list. I think she would be a perfect pro program manager because then she outlines it. And then like we have weekly meetings and we have checkup calls and she's like, all right, this is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. We'll regroup. And like, she makes it go forward, right? What, keeps you on point. oh yeah. yeah if i what if she wasn't in, in it like i'm i'm sure we'll, we'll figure i have would have figured it out but like she is 10x this right so my question to you is do you need to be attention to detail or can you get away with being kind of like a visionary uh you're headed in the future most of the time yeah so when you give that context an example if i have you as a candidate and i have shalom i'd be like this this yeah. is the girl that i want to, to hire I'm not saying you wouldn't be good at it, but I would say the, because I've also um, hired or been on the panel for interviewing. I care a lot about, can you get, um, can you get stuff done? Yeah. Right. Can you hold people accountable, get stuff done? And to do that requires organization yeah. and attention to detail. You could probably get by. I've seen program managers that aren't super detailed oriented, but if you want to thrive as one, I would say she's, She's in that role and she does a really good job. Oh, I would agree. Like I would hire her too. Like I'm not, I'm not upset about this at all. Like I, I understand my strengths and weaknesses. Um, but I also understand it takes someone like me to be create, like out of the box, creative, visionary, to be able to maybe come up with the projects that we then need to execute. And, um, but, but I'm in, for this particular role itself. So, okay. So 
great. I'm sold. I'm attention to detail. I have a lot of the soft skills that we have spoken about it, right? How do I ever break in into this field? Like what would be my next step? Yeah. So I would say the next step, well, step one is learning, just learning about it, yep. right? What do program managers yep. do? What What is the difference between project management, program management? And I'll do a little plug. I have a guide that makes it really easy for you to digest all of that without being lost in Google because I've been there and done that. So now that you know a little bit more about what it is and you realize, oh, I think I could be good at this. I have the, the relevant skills. Um, it's about storytelling. It's about storytelling and articulating that you have that experience. So that one I would say is where I see a lot of like my own clients and people struggle is how do I take what I've done, but use the PM language. Um, and the output is your resume, right? Your resume is what's going to help you stand out as a okay, she doesn't have that title, but she has, she ticks off all the boxes that a project program manager does. Um, so that's what you would need to focus on. And then niching down into your specific PM role. Um, you don't want to apply to all generalist PM roles, but you want one that would, that cares about your background and experience. Yeah, no, I, so I, high level. And I'm, no, no, yeah. I, I love it. I actually was saying, okay. Um, I know that, like if you're listening to this and you are looking into it, I actually want to, Gene, let you have an ability to share about the products and services that you do because I think like if you are wanting to go into this field, I think they should definitely look into, I know you have some free resources as well as some uh, ability to work with you. So can you share us a little bit more about that and if how they can get a hold of you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for asking me. So I would say the three free resources that I have, and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my paid resources. So one, I talk about my journey, how I got into my roles and my companies um, for free on my newsletter and on LinkedIn. I post every other day. Um, I also have two free freebies. So one is the pivot to program management guide. It breaks things down, what it is, what it isn't, how could you break into it? Um, the other piece is a resume template. So I basically have my template and I um, templatize my resume so that you can see the, the words that I'm using to describe my experience. So I find that, that to be very helpful. And once you're past that point, you have seen all my resources. There are two, I would say, programs or um, services that I offer. One is like premium, like hands-on coaching. Like, hey, Jean, I just need somebody to take me through this journey step-by-step, step. starting from the resume, the job search, interview, negotiating, the whole shebang. So I, I do that as well. But the other... Um, the other service that I provide, it's more flexible. Maybe you just need help with your resume, or maybe you just need help um, winning in your interviews to actually land offers. I provide ad hoc coaching that folks can book on my, on my featured section in my LinkedIn. And the best way you can connect with me is going to be on LinkedIn. Awesome. So we're going to put links to uh, all of that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, um, and if you're listening to this, look, uh, seriously, like the best way to reach any goal is to learn for someone who's done it. So if this is a, something that you're really interested in, passionate into breaking into a program manager role, I would highly suggest to connect with her on LinkedIn, like go through the resources. And if it makes sense to work with her, uh, I've seen Jean, like if just follow her on LinkedIn, you're going to see a lot of 
uh, what she's doing is super amazing. And so, Jean, thank you so much for being here, uh, seriously. Um, and for everyone listening, thank you guys so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.